Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. And a happy Monday morning to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us as we break down the weekend it was in football. We appreciate you. Drop it on by. As always, you can dial us up if you've got thoughts on the NFL or college football at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Coming up in 20 minutes, the Giants find themselves down by 20 to the pitiful Cardinals but come back to win. Which side of the coin should we read the Giants as? And the Broncos nearly staged a remarkable comeback themselves against Washington. Are the Broncos actually competitive with Sean Payton? That's coming up this hour here on the show. Next hour, Amy Trask, CBS Sports NFL analyst, is going to join us as well on the program. Let's talk about the Chargers, shall we? Every year... Since the dawn of time, the Chargers have done the same thing. Come into the season with expectations. One of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Usually a supposed elite quarterback. And have at some point in time failed to live up to expectations. Let their fans down and overall stubbed their toe when it looked like they should be the team. Now, I'm not going to say that this year there was Super Bowl aspirations necessarily with the Chargers, but whether it was Dan Fouts in the 80s and then Drew Brees early in his career and then Phillip Rivers for 15 years or now Justin Herbert, they have been blessed with some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and go down the list of wide receivers and tight ends, future Hall of Famers like Antonio Gates, pass rushers like Sean Merriman, amongst others. They have had talent on both sides of the football and that continues to today. And yet something always goes wrong. 
And the Los Angeles Chargers wake up today, and after an overtime loss in Nashville, they are 0-2. Tannehill, play fake, throws, touchdown, Titans! Nick Westbrook Akine, RPO style! For the lead. I'm not I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. Ryan Stonehouse the hold. of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. That was Titans Radio. Mike Keith on the call. Uh-oh. That is a big, fat, Blinking, uh-oh. That is driving on the highway on the interstate middle of the night, and there's a massive neon sign on the side of the highway that simply says, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Man, you're 0-2, and you're going to get testy with the reporters? You're oh, It's two games in. How do you think the mood of the locker room is, Jeff? How do you think it is, Jeff? Dude, this is the L.A. media. Imagine in Boston, Philadelphia, New York. How do you think it is, Jeff? What do you think it is? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Brandon Staley's not wrong when he says, look, we just lost two tough games. Those are two good teams. He's not wrong. They lost to the Dolphins as Tua and the offense exploded down the stretch. And look, the Dolphins could end up in a Super Bowl. The Dolphins could end up in an AFC championship game. Losing to the Dolphins, no no shame in that. And then you go on the road and you get pulled to overtime with the Titans. And Tennessee makes one or two plays more than you do. And you lose in OT on a field goal. That's not a terrible loss. You didn't get blown out. It wasn't like you didn't have energy. You know, you lose it overtime. And probably the Titans and the Chargers are pretty close to one another. Squads that could be 10-7 and seven or so, and probably wild card exit in the playoffs. The, the type of teams that these both are. But the uh-oh is because... Look at the talent the Chargers have yet again. And look at how Brandon Staley is already fraying. The question mark about Jacksonville. Okay, maybe Staley feels like it's unfair. Because for them, how much work ago is that? How much practice ago is that? How many months ago is that? That happens in January. It's now September. You're like, my life is completely changed if you're Brandon Staley. We've had a draft. We've had free agency. We've had rookie camps. We've had mini camps. We've had OTAs. 
We've had seven-on-sevens. We've had no-shell drills. We've had shell drills. We've had full scrimmage. We've had full pads. We've had a preseason. We've had ones working together. We have two full football games that actually matter. We've had practices in between. Nothing connects to back then, guys. And that's Brandon Staley's reality. For us, we look at the bigger picture and say, you collapsed in the playoffs and you haven't won since. Since halftime of the wild card game against Jacksonville, you haven't won since. So is there a connection? And I don't think Brandon Staley is the biggest chump in the world. But I also don't think he's a great coach. And I think for this Chargers team that has been seeking desperately the right combination and mix of quarterback and coach and playoff success for a long, long time, it just feels like more of the same. That the Chargers always lose these types of games. The overtime in Tennessee. The one stop away. Week one against the Dolphins. The choke in the playoffs against the Jaguars. The Chargers are never on the other end of those wins. That's how it's always felt. That they're always the one that has the football pulled away from them. They're never on the other end of the crazy comeback and a win to move on. They're never on the last second shootout and they they end up winning that football game. We had... You know, the Basaccia tie both teams are in a couple of years ago against the Raiders that didn't go their way. They had the collapse against the Jaguars last year that didn't go their way. They have two tough losses to begin this season that doesn't go their way. And that's just a Brandon, that's just under Brandon Staley. That also is basically the entirety of the Phillip Rivers experience. How many times did Phillip Rivers get to the playoffs only to have a gag in the playoffs? And Chargers fans can go back to Dan Fouts and the early Drew Brees. How about 14-2 and two with Marty Schottenheimer, the best record of the AFC? They're one and done because Marlon McCree picks off Tom Brady and instead of taking a knee to ice the game, tries to return it meaninglessly, only to fumble it, recovered by the Patriots, and now suddenly the Pats have life again, and of course the Chargers lose that way. It's like... Every time they have another talented team with expectations, something falters. And it's hard not to feel the same way about this team. Now, they've got two very winnable games coming up here at Minnesota, home to the Raiders. Let's face it, you got to go two and two. After that, you get the Cowboys and the Chiefs. If you do anything less than two and two, the the season's probably over. If you're 0-4 and then have Cowboys-Chiefs, game, set, match. If you're 1-3 and and then Cowboys-Chiefs, it might be game, set, match. You basically have to be 2-2 to keep your head above water, which makes these two losses so brutal. You're right there. You're a possession or a play away, and you couldn't close either one of them. On Twitter, DA on CBS. Franco El Tanco. DA, no room for the Rams? You don't want to upset Rams Twitter again now, do you? Hashtag good times. Yesterday was a good showing by the underdog Rams. Looking forward to Super Bowl rematch next Monday in Cincy against the winless Bengals. 
although I'm only referring to this season, not the titles, that would be mean. We just had Pat Boyle proclaim on the air, the Rams are a good football team. You believe in them. Yes, I believe in them. They're young. They're gritty. McVay, I was surprised because when we had the whole McVay, didn't know whether he wanted to keep coaching or not thing. I was like, oh, this dude's not in. Like, this is going to be a tank job. He's in. Sean McVay is in. He's dialed in. He has dug his claws into the ground. He's ready to coach the hell out of this team. You got guys like Puka Nakua who I never How about heard of. Nakua? He's got like 48 catches and 1,000 yards through two weeks. <laughs> He's unreal. I picked him up in fantasy, and I left him on my bench. But you got him, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams, Notre Dame guy, running his ass off, and all the crap we heard before the season about Kelly Stafford and Matt Stafford not connecting with these guys is garbage because that offense is fluid right now. They're as fluid as a drop of water, D.A. Oh. And you still got a a, a decent semblance of a defense and a pass rush that won you a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. So the pieces are still there. You got young guys that are fast, they're athletic, they believe in themselves, McVay believes in them, and Stafford, we wiped him off the face of the earth last year after he got hurt. We're like, all right, he's like, I feel like most people are like, all right, Stafford's done, he'll never be the same quarterback again. He's slinging that pill, baby. Rams look good. The Rams look good. Now, are are they playoff team? Probably not. That division is still pretty tough. But, man, they've played some very solid football through two weeks. I think, and I was even culpable of this, after the after they blew out Seattle last week, I was like, ah, that's just that's a dud by the Seahawks. They're not good anymore. Geno's not good anymore. And then, you know, they hung with San Francisco for most of that game. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Great name. BYU kid. Aaron tweets, so much for the Jets being unkillable. Hashtag, go get him, Connor. Oh, the Jets are very killable when Zach Wilson's out there. Extremely killable. (laughs) The Jets offense was one for 10 on third down, had four turnovers against the Cowboys yesterday. Very, very killable. Look, here's the thing is that Zach Wilson's been given time, and we saw what he wasn't last year. And Jets fans conveniently forgot how bad he was because they got wrapped up in the energy and excitement for this season with Aaron Rodgers. And nobody wants a plan eight months for a party. Nobody wants to buy new threads and get their hair done and get a suit and get an Uber and have a hot date. Nobody wants to do all of that for the party. And then the moment they walk into the door, the host goes, sorry, party's over. Everybody get out. Kitchen's on fire. That's it. It's over. Nobody wants to hear that. So Jets fans were forced to do mental gymnastics and twist themselves into a pretzel saying, well, the defense is still great, and Brees Hall, look at this comeback, and Zach Wilson knows the offense, and Nathaniel Hackett's got a good play-calling mind, and this team's not going to go down without a fight. They, they were forced to because if they didn't, the cold, icy darkness stared them in the face. That it was over after four plays. The season was over. Zach Wilson, with all due respect to a guy who was a very good college player, 
drafted number two overall in the NFL, is a trash quarterback. Again, all due respect because you have to be very good at, at the position to even be where he is. But season one, he was 3-10 as a starting quarterback. Season two, he lost his job to Mike White. Season three, they didn't even want him to start. They were like, let's bring in Aaron Rodgers. Let's do anything. And then he puts out that dud last night. A leopard doesn't change his spots. He's bad at that job. He might be good at other jobs. Like, let him run a surfboard business in Laguna. (laughs) He'd be fine. He'd be totally fine. Let him be a bar back at, like, Drunken Louie's on the Jersey Shore. He'd be fine. At this particular occupation, he's poor. And that is inescapable. And if you think for a minute, just with more experience and more reps, Zach Wilson will get it, it's season three. (laughs) I mean, how much more do you need to see before you're like, yeah, you know what? Not going to happen here. When we come back on the show, what are the Giants trailing 60 to nothing after six quarters of football? Or the comeback kids last night. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Giants have done it. They trailed 20 to nothing at the half, 28 to 7 early in the third quarter. It's their first comeback win of 21 or more points since 1949 against the Chicago Cardinals. The final score, the Giants 31 and Arizona 28. Made some timely stops at the end of the game. You know, made a game-winning field goal. Uh, so, um, you know, played much better, coached much better in the second half. And, um, you, know, you hope they don't, you know, all start out 20 nothing. 
That was Giants Radio on the call. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast on the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. It's a great comeback by the Giants. Daniel Jones kind of turned on the afterburners in the second half. Found his receivers. His athleticism is obvious. When Jones is running with the football, He's dynamic, he's fluid, he's a really efficient mobile QB. And the Giants got big possessions, turned them into sevens and not threes late. They did not turtle and die, and then got the game-winning field goal and held on to the win. So it's a it's an inspiring comeback down 20 to nothing at the half to move to one and one and to kind of save the early part of the season. There is that, and that is going to be what is the lasting image and sense of this game was that the Giants put on this wonderful comeback and Jones looked good and Saquon Barkley extending out the ball for that touchdown is a is a great play by him. Their rookie Jalen Hyatt has a 58-yarder. He's the burner that they drafted. They need him. Darren Waller that they signed in the offseason had 76 yards and six catches. They need him. Isaiah Hodgins with a big touchdown. They need him. So it all kind of came together, and the Giants, the Giants got a big victory. But I'm still imprisoned by the image of the first half, in which the Cardinals are trying to lose football games. And you were poor enough to fall behind by 20 points. The Cardinals are bad enough to give up that lead. And yet you allowed them to put up 20 unanswered to start this game. And it had to have been half Giants fans in the building yesterday. It looked like it was sea of blue in Arizona. I don't know. I I don't know. I I know it's a thrilling win, and Giants fans such as Kevin Walday waking up, and they're like, win is a win. That's a great comeback. Bogues, I'm watching the first half going, I can't shake this feeling of how the hell are they losing after losing 40 to nothing last week? How are they losing to the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs by 20 points? And James Conner is just running through, running around, over people. And to the Cardinals' credit, they give up a touchdown right after halftime of the Giants. You think, okay, here's the Giants' comeback. They go right back down the field again and score. And they go for two to get the math back in their That's favor. Right. 28-7. to seven. So it's 28-7. And I thought, okay, there was the Giants' one little flash in the pan. And then back they came. I, I can't under I can't explain six terrible quarters like that. They acted like the, as if they had won the Super Bowl last year, <laughs> and they were just kind of resting on their laurels, little hangover, whatever. And something changed, but I I can't. As cool as it was, it can't erase the first six quarters, and it can't erase specifically getting outclassed by the Cowboys to start the whole season. Like, so you, that's the thing that, that matters one bothers most. you most. I think yeah. the first two quarters yesterday would bother me most. No, because you everybody can have a bad in a sing in a in a moment by itself. You can have a bad thirty minutes of football and then recover and win. 
There's bad, but, and then there's what, horrible. Yeah, but what starts it is the is the bigger concern of just how good are they in their division, let alone the conference. And so last Sunday night was a big reality check of the difference between them and the Cowboys right now. Yeah. So they were on pace. You know, we break it down by half, Bogues. They lost forty to nothing across four quarters to the Cowboys. They were losing twenty to nothing across two quarters to the Cardinals. And you think? The 40 nothing loss to the Cowboys is worse than the first two halves yesterday? Yeah, because I can easily dismiss. I, 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 I know they're connected, but I can, in my head, connect them and go, okay, they were bad for 30 minutes against Arizona, and then they won. That game doesn't apply to anything else. But getting shamed and having no reaction on opening night at home, primetime, historic rival, current rival – Having no response to that, just laying down, that bothers me still. They have not come close to erasing those four quarters yet. I was I was ready to toss that game out the window. You know, rain, they pick six, block field goal for a touchdown. Things just went south. And once you get down 20 points to a team like that, Dallas, you're not coming back. So I was ready to throw that out the window as an outlier. And then they came out of the gate down 20 nothing to Arizona, and it's okay Maybe it was an outlier. Maybe this team isn't that good. Maybe this is a big regression this year. And maybe the 9-7-1 and one record last year, winning all those one-score games, is now they're going to lose a lot more than they won last year. So early yesterday, as you might imagine, Giants fans were quite down, including our fine fleshy friend who took to social media and taught us after six quarters, the season's over. Quick update. This team sucks. That was Mraz just saying the offense sucks. Here's more from Mraz's social. I don't know what you could say. It might be over for Jones, Dable, Shane. It's the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. I, I, is not a football season to be had. They robbed us of a football season. They've robbed us of a football season. It might be over Over. for Jones, Dable, and Shane. On the verge of tears. Note that if it is over for Dable and Shane, Mraz would have to resign his position here within the company as abided by in a contract. It might be over for... The entire regime, yeah. if they lose to the Cardinals yesterday. They've robbed us of a season, of a football season. They have robbed us of a football season. Definitive statements through six quarters that the Giants were done, over. Doubt disappeared. And then, after the comeback. Wow. Never doubted them! Never doubted them! Right, Peyton? We're back! And if you could only see the look on Mraz's face with the I'm back or we're back. It's bright red. He's screaming into the camera and it looks like he's going to have an aneurysm. It is really, really very violent, the we're back. Into his three-year-old, four-year-old daughter's face. Mm -hmm. Three max. Mm -hmm. She's the youngest. Peyton's the younger one. Yeah. No, I think she's more like two. Yeah. Because she was born when we went to Boise. So that was two years ago. Right. Yeah, right. She's about to turn two somewhere in here. Remember, she wasn't born... On time, yeah. so she was born after we came back. Sean could have made the trip, but he stayed away from it. Be careful. Imagine in one 
uh, let's just say it's a 90-minute block of time between halftime and the end of that game. Within 90, sec 90 minutes going, it's over for Jones, Dayball, and Shane. They've robbed us of a football season to we're back. We never doubted. Mm -hmm. Not even time. It's the space of three tweets. The first tweet is the there. They might have to go tweet. I believe there was another video as the comeback began, and then the next tweet is the yelling, uh, "We're back." Kevin Wall is a big Giants fan. Are you first half Mraz or second half Mraz? <laughs> oh, I was definitely first half Mraz. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I thought last week was a fluke because of the bad weather. We know how talented Dallas is. Once Saquon fumbled that ball, you knew the game was over. And then I felt, okay, we're going to bounce back against Arizona. No big deal. And it did feel like a must-win game because look at the schedule. You got to go to San Fran on Thursday. Seattle's a tough team on prime time. Then you got to go to Miami and then Buffalo. I mean, not looking good. And then all of a sudden, you just see an interception, three and out, 20 nothing. It's just like, what the heck is going on? And thankfully, I, w I was about to leave here. I was here y yesterday afternoon, and I was saying goodbye to everyone. First play I see. Including the football season. Including the football <laughs> season. That's true. First play, Hyatt. 58 yards. I'm like, okay, maybe I should stick around a little bit. And then I saw the touchdown, leave the control room, go back into the newsroom. Now it's 28-7. And then something told me, go back into the control room. Oh. My superstition. Inner it, it, it just clicked on me. It dawned on me to go back in there because they scored a touchdown when I was in the control room. I did not leave that control room for the rest of the game. Look, so Kevin Wall had a hand at the comeback yesterday. Thank you, Kevin. So today, are you optimistic, or are you like, how the hell did we drop down by 20 points of this crappy team? Don't get me wrong. It, it was exciting to come back. Obviously, it was tied for the biggest comeback in Giants history. But there is still a lot of concerns, though. Am I shouting, we're back? No. <laughs> because, I'm not. Because look at the schedule. Miami... It, we see how they are. I mean, Wink Martindale gave up 20, 60 points in six quarters. What do you think Dua's going to do to you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to Buffalo. I was actually thinking about canceling the trip to Buffalo in October. Sell my tickets. Sorry, yeah, you, my boy, Matt. I, I'm not going. You can't, you can't cancel that trip. Yeah, that's true. It's the final chance I'll see a traditional NFL stadium. But it's just like... What happened? We've gone through so much, and we caught. And I'm thinking we bought the hook, line, and sinker with Dable and Chain, and now what? <laughs> now we're tanking for Caleb Williams. <laughs> now they're one and one. Bogus has our headlines. Guys, 2001 was the last time the Patriots were 0 and 2. 22 years ago, DA was using an old cell phone as a pickup line at Syracuse bars. Right. I was trying to get Smush Parker into the NBA, and Boyle was too young. To know about parlays or spreading seed. Or was he? I hope he was. And what now, year? 2001? Yeah, a little too early. Okay, good. <laughs> and now Bill Belichick's team is winless after two games again. Not too much to say after that one. Yeah, 24-17 home loss to the Dolphins on Sunday night football. He's a great loser. His pats were down 17-3 early fourth quarter, but Miami let them hang around, including a missed field goal with over two minutes left, but then the Finns survived a lateral to an offensive lineman on fourth down. The stop got Mike McDaniel's team finally to 2-0. On the road, um, primetime division opponent, those are uh, 
very, very valuable games um, to be able to come up with the win. So I was, I was happy for all the guys, really. McDaniel got 121 yards and two scores in the ground. He from... sprinted into the locker room. Was that halftime or after the game? Halftime. Okay. Is that because he didn't want to do an interview? That's the way it's presented, that he was running away from the camera. Oh, McDaniel? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he finished the headline. I think he's just a weirdo. Oh. Did I say that he finished the interview? I think he's just a weirdo, and he saw the, oh. the cameraman like jogging with him to the locker room, so he just ran away from him. Gotcha. Uh, so 121 and two on the ground for Raheem Mostert. Tua and Tyreek Hill hooked up for a touchdown through the air. Fingers crossed, though, for Jalen Waddell, who left this game injured in the second half. Uh, back to the Giants quickly. Saquon Barkley scored twice in their comeback, but added an ankle injury late in the win. He'll get an MRI today. Joe Burrow said his right calf acted up at a 27-24 loss to the Ravens. And Colts QB Anthony Richardson is in concussion protocol. Indy won in Houston 31-20 with Gardner Minshew playing more than half the game. I'm pretty sure I heard Terry Bradshaw call him Manchew during a highlight uh, toss <laughs> yesterday. Now, you guys know this better. you got to explain this one to me. Boyle's beloved Rams, they're down 10 to the Niners in the final seconds. They cannot win the game. All they can do is change the final score. Instead of throwing the ball into the end zone, maybe for a touchdown, Sean McVay orders a field goal. They hit it. They lose 30-23, and those three points cost a lot of people money. Yeah. I, making no accusations here, I just don't know why you just settle for a field goal there's no point differential. There's no There's no reason to lose by less. Throw the ball in the end zone. See what happens. Take a knee. Why, why are we kicking field goals to lose by seven, not by ten? You want to know why, Bogues? Mc, McVay well, is a young guy. Does it have to do with the line? I mean, it changed the line. A lot of people had Niners plus seven and a half or Rams plus whatever it was. Rams plus seven and, and, and the three changed things. Sean McVay knows, like the PB boys know, that good teams win but great teams cover. <laughs> okay. He had to squeak through that back door any way you can, baby. You just got to get in that back door. So, thanks. Um, my question then is, is there a sneaky, like, memo from league headquarters to never do this again? I mean, they can't, they can't have a conversation like this, even in jest, happening the morning after a game when the coach inexplicably kicks a field goal that all it does is change betting outcomes. I could be mistaken on this, and this is a million iterations of tiebreakers away, but is there a point-scored tiebreaker in the NFL playoff? I, I mean, there could theoretically be like the eighth or ninth way to break a tie yeah. for a wild-card spot, but I mean, is, is that what he's thinking about in week two? Unless it's it's experience or a rep for the field goal team? I would say in all seriousness, maybe he thought there would be a second left on the clock if the field goal was good, and maybe that gives him a prayer of getting an onside kick and having one second to throw a Hail Mary to try to tie the game. That's my thought. But I don't think he would have had enough because, I mean, the clock is ticking to zero with the ball going through, and even the guys on TV were like, what did we just see? And there's no way he could have thought onside kick recover with time left for Well, let's ask this question, though. If you have only one play left in the game and you're down by 10, why is it more valuable to go for a touchdown that can't win the game versus kicking a field goal? Oh, I mean, goal? I would, I'm for the, uh, the just leave. 
Take a knee. Don't don't hurt <laughs> anybody. Wrap up. Right. Just get out of there safe. I'm I'm not gonna win. Let me make sure that God forbid somebody runs into Matthew Stafford. God forbid Puka Nakua tears an ACL. We know kicking a field for a jump ball. That's kicking frown- a field goal. That's well, frowned upon. That's frowned upon to if you're down and you have the ball to take a knee. That's frowned upon. Well, I, I, isn't it more frowned upon to score meaningless points? Like I thought as he was getting to, to Shanahan, I thought Kyle's gonna say something like, "What are you doing? What I, would you want him to do?" Just nothing. You want him to take or a knee no. down I 10. To, I want him to, throw, I want him to run a play and throw the ball into the end zone. I think maybe that's, the that's first how you option. get somebody hurt. Yeah, maybe that's the concern that McVeigh's like, it's a meaningless play, so we're not going to let Stafford take a shot here, you know, from an oncoming pass rusher or yeah. something like that. So, I, you know what? Here's the tiebreaker number 10. Okay. So in it, a two way divisional tie, tiebreaker number nine is most net points against shared opponents. Tiebreaker number 10 is most net points in all games. Yeah. 11 is most net touchdowns in all games. It must be. We don't want to take a knee because that's a loser move. If we're losing, we have the ball. But we don't want to give Matthew Stafford a chance to get hit on a meaningless play. So let's just kick a field goal. Everybody's going to go home. No one's going to get injured on the play. Okay. And we want to hit that back to recover. There's that. Uh, two chances to lose money in the NFL tonight. The Saints host the Panthers, 7-15 Eastern and 8-15 kickoff in Pittsburgh for the Steelers and Browns. Georgia and Michigan remain atop the AP College Football Top 25. Texas and FSU flip-flopping at third and fourth since the Knowles barely beat BC, who almost lost a Holy Cross the weekend before. Alabama falls to number 13, ending the second longest top 10 streak ever at 128 weeks. Miami went nine weeks longer between 85 and 93. The Arizona Diamondbacks know how to beat the Cubs. And the first one here, and a high drive, deep right field, back of the warning track at the wall, she's gone! A two-run homer by Marte, and the Diamondbacks lead at 5-2. to two. His 23rd of the year. Greg Schulte on D-backs radio. Arizona a 6-2 win on Sunday Night Baseball for a three-game sweep after taking three of four at Wrigley last weekend. Arizona is now in the second NL wildcard spot, a half game up on these Cubs and the Marlins. The Orioles and Rays are playoff bound courtesy of the Rangers' 9-2 loss in Cleveland. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay yesterday 5-4 and 11, a rebuild its AL East lead to two on those Rays. And now, boys, let's get started. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. If you are in the Charleston, South Carolina area and you're free today, the U.S. Army needs your help. (laughs) It has misplaced something. It's a rather big thing, so <laughs> theoretically it should be easy to find. An F-35 fighter jet oh. is MIA. The Army says the plane and its pilot had a, quote, mishap yesterday. The pilot safely ejected, went to the hospital to get checked out, but he's fine. And then the, the plane disappeared. They have the general area of where it last was what? on radar. What? Yeah, and it's I guess it's near water, so maybe the thought is it crashed into a lake or something, and it's that's why no one can actually see it. But they don't know exactly where this bad boy is. 
in the general Charleston area. And they're asking anybody who might have seen something, heard something, to let them know so they can go find it. If I live there, I might have taken today off to try to help a missing U.S. Army fighter jet. This is insane. This is totally insane. The F-35 program is the most expensive U.S. weapons program ever. $400 billion in development and acquisition and $1.2 trillion to operate and maintain this fleet. They don't have a tracking device. They don't have a find my iPhone on an F-35 that if the pilot ejects, we can't track this. And if, if it's under, if it's submerged in water, everything is is in is, is in unusable. I mean, look, is that a ping coming from somewhere. Rosie the cat has something on her collar. Where if she gets out of the house, we can find where she is. You put a chip <laughs> in the plane. We don't have something on an F thirty five that if the plot pilot ejects, we can't find it. That's insanity. My guess is a Tesla you can track no matter if there's somebody in it or not. You can put cinder block on top of the, the gas pedal, and wherever it drives, you'll yeah. be able to track. My kid was at Great Adventure. I was with friends. I probably could have known exactly what ride she was on at any moment thanks to her phone. Right. Why not just keep the pilot's phone inside the, the <laughs> airplane so we know where it is? You can't ping that thing. It's, it's got to have the most powerful computer system that any airplane it's an f-35 yeah or how about this don't tell us it's missing go find it yourself <laughs> on the sly pretend you knew where it was the whole time guys i i this is the best evidence yet that there's ufos because an f-35 disappeared even if, as you said, it's submerged into a lake or the ocean, it's got to have a tracking device on it. It's a computer. It's a computer with wings and ammunition. It's You don't just lose that. Like, even if our cars were stolen out of the off the street after we got off work today, eventually be tracked. I mean, you'd have to, like, disassemble it. Like, unless you dumped it to the bottom of the Hudson and you still could. An F-35... There's no way you lose it unless it is taken by aliens and, like, it disappears. So you think it just got sucked into a spaceship somewhere and taken away? Maybe they have some type of cloaking technology to where they can dismember the tracking of the F-35. <laughs> it's got to be either a government, and the U.S. doesn't want to admit this. It's either got to be another government or an alien system that has higher intelligence technologically than we do. You don't just lose fighter jets. The aliens are Harry Potter now. Give it, put the cloak of invisibility <laughs> on they, it. That's what somebody did. This is not a this is not a plane that you find like in a field somewhere. DA does, DA does have a point. Well, I mean, think does the, he? Think about satellite yes. shots. They, they have geo tracking on everything, everything, and from a satellite shot. Of course they can see, when did this get lost? Yesterday. So they got 24 hours of satellite shots. An F-35 doesn't just disappear. So it is 
this jet is used and spent so much money on because it has stealth capabilities. So maybe it's now backfiring that you can't find it on radar when it's flying. They can't find it on radar My after guess it's crashed. Is the U.S. military make sure when it spends trillions of dollars on its toys that we they can, know how to find it yes, on radar? Yes, we can find it. No one did that part. <laughs> We need we need Carlos with a K. I mean, what are we doing with the reserves? This is the time for Carlos and a K, and the reserves to spring into action. That's find right. this F thirty five. You get off your ass and you find that F thirty five. That's right. Hey, Carlos with a K. No more weekend board shifts for Chris Moore's show. <laughs> you get your ass down to Charleston, and everybody in the reserves just fan out and find this thing. It's also remarkable as a lifelong New Yorker where there is literally no free space that a fighter jet can crash and no one noticed it. <laughs> that in peace and quiet, it can crash. Now one person like, oh, you know, I saw it. I heard it. If that happened oh, here. Oh. People on the ground would have died. Houses would have burned down. There would have been video of it. No plume of smoke. No Lake anything. Lake Moultrie's Charleston probably the most apparently remote place on the planet that a fighter jet can go down and nobody noticed That's it. That's what I'm saying, man. And this we, got taken by a foreign government or the aliens. A do we have foreign com- government do we have com- invading U.S. airspace to what? Suck up a jet again? Well, if an F-35 cuts loose over the Atlantic... Maybe at some point, a foreign government that also has aircraft around the Atlantic goes, okay, that's ours now. We circle it, boys, and then we take it in, and somehow they guide it to wherever. Or, yeah, wow. or they do, like, the, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane, where they get an even bigger fighter jet, and they sh- they sh- rip the wings off the thing and <laughs> sink that bad boy, sink that puppy to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. That's right. Or aliens. <laughs> or aliens. I'm going to go or with Harry aliens. Potter. I like the aliens. Cloak of invincibility. It has to be somebody that has equal or better technology than we do. And that's the height of our technology. And we usually don't get out technological. So I think it's aliens. Life 360 works on a phone that's been missing for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. If we lost Southwest 1726, it would be found within five minutes. <laughs> no, except there's that one plane that, like, Malaysia, whatever, that, you, well, that no one can find still. Well, but that was right. That No idea, but that, that crashed theoretically maybe kind of, in the open ocean, and there's and no telling found, where it went. Right, didn't no. they? No. And they found, like, part of the, they found part of the, um, They the found wing. pieces yeah. of things, but never, they never found the plane. Right, but they found pieces. But Charleston compared to the Indian Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can, right, you can lose a plane in the Indian Ocean. You can't lose a plane exactly. in Charleston. But aliens. also does not leave. Okay, fine. I'll give you aliens. It's not another country beating us to our crash. Are jet. you an alien disbeliever in general, Bogues? <laughs> no, I believe aliens are real. I just don't think this is what they did. Okay. When we return, did the Broncos prove their lock should be competitive this year? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Do I see 300 yards passing and three touchdowns plus 33 points put on the board by Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos? They come storming back from down 21-3 yesterday. Will the Broncos actually be competitive? 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.